We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. Hello. And welcome to yet another episode of Crazy for Swayze. I'm your host, Vince Troya, joined as always by my co-host extraordinaire, Josh Young. Josh, how are you today? Man, you wouldn't even understand how crazy for Swayze I am feeling. Dude, I'm just so crazy. I, I know exactly how crazy for Swayze you're feeling. Yeah? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the listeners don't know, but Josh has already watched Dirty Dancing again. Again! Josh has got the fever. The only thing that's going to help him is hopefully a little bit of Beast. Yes, more Swayze. Dude, I am very excited to be Beasting again. Yeah, I know. I you, you you know, I think you've been thinking about it all month. You know, you keep talking about Beast Wars. Yeah, yeah. And I think that what you're really thinking is you want the Beast. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that's it. I, I guess, maybe. I uh, I don't know. I think this was just so so simple and easy to digest, and plus, I don't have to do any research for it. I only have to like do research right before we start, just to know the name of the episode, just to know the name of the episode and the director, and if we got any stars in it, right? Okay, tell us the deals, tell us the details. So, so this one, this this one is what episode eight? I think it's episode eight. Episode eight. It's called Mercy, right? Mercy. Now, our little plot summary. Barker goes undercover as a homeless Marine vet to try and find out who is killing young homeless vets. Ex-Marine Ellis tries to gain information from the VA hospital Marine records room on the dead Marines. He actually is a Marine, right? Like, that uh, actually is his background? I think so in this. So he's not even going to be undercover. Just ways. No, he's just being his dude. He's just being a dude. You uh, know? I'm looking forward to this uh, definitely sensitive representation of homelessness. Now, this one is directed by Tom Varika. Now, he has did a few other things, but I've got him as mostly an actor, right? He showed up in Die Hard 2 and Zodiac, and he's currently on How to Get Away with Murder as Sam Keating. That show's still on? Excuse me. It's not anymore. It it ended in 2020. R.I.P. Shondaland. But yeah, he he did quite a few episodes of that as well. So, great. That'll be cool. And I'm also seeing that uh, John Hurd is playing a doctor in this one. Do you know who John Hurd is? No. He is the father from uh, fucking Home Alone. Oh, okay. He's the one who leaves the garage doors open. Well, he shouldn't have done that. It's it's what led to his house getting getting broken into directly. So if you ever go out of town and you leave your uh, your garage door open, you should automatically assume that Joe Pesci and uh, that other guy, Daniel Stern, are going to break into your home. Well, that'd be great. I'd actually like that. That'd be nice. Would you be upset if Joe Pesci broke into our house? Well, would, I mean, would he be trying to take anything, or would he be his character, or would he be Joe Pesci? I. I that's what I wonder. Because if he was Joe Pesci, I'd, I'd be fine. You know, maybe he'd eat some gabagool out of the fridge or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, just fuck around with some stuff. I don't think he'd take anything. Those wet bandits, though. Wet bandits, yeah. What if What if Cousin Vinny popped in? Uh, I don't know anything about him. What's he do? He just li- lies in court? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's well, great. I, I forget what his name is in uh, fucking Goodfellas. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah. 
I don't know. It, it's, it looks good. It looks fun. I don't see anyone else in here that I've uh, I've known before. You know, nothing. Great. Nothing. Just more average cop show shit, probably. Cop show shit, doing some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming it says Rose is 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 credited to this episode, but I don't know if she's going to be in it. She might just be like, like a memory of Rose. Well, she's she's one of the stars of the show, so she might not even be in this. She just might be billed. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know. I don't know why she's one of the stars of the show. She's in less than half of the episodes, as far as I can tell. Maybe maybe it starts turning around now. And I didn't even recognize her last time I saw her. I wouldn't recognize her. It's been over a month since I've seen what this woman looks like. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, when they aired these episodes, it came out over the course of three months. So I'm sure, like, they had a little bit more recollection. Mm-hmm. You think? But like we just we haven't seen her in the last three episodes we've watched, and then we took a month off from watching this. Okay, so it's been okay, so it's been two months. At least two her. months since we've seen Rose. God, I don't even know. She's blonde, right? Yes, she's she's a blonde woman. She's a blonde woman. That's a good place to start. Average height, mm-hmm, moderately mm-hmm, pretty, mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. looking disheveled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. I have a correction I wanted to issue, speaking of women. Oh. Um, a few episodes back, when we were doing the real dirty dancing, I said women can get pregnant. They can, but other people can get pregnant too. That's a good That's a good point. I'm sorry for misspeaking. That was wrong of me. Yes. Um, but that's that. This is this. You want to watch this son of a bitch? It's going to make me pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's watch it. That was a a wild ride. Damn IEDs, I hate them. These this was this was nuts. Josh, I liked it. I liked it too. This was like the darkest one so far. I think. I agree with you. Yeah, because it's about like real life shit. Like they did try and present like the human trafficking is real life shit, mm-hmm. and it is. But like I don't know, that episode made less sense than this one. I feel like you, while we were watching this, you did express a little bit of confusion, and I was a little confused as well. That, but I feel like by the end of the episode, it wrapped everything up pretty well. Because all the confusing stuff didn't fucking matter. I was right to focus on the Doctor the whole time because he's that. That's just how television works. Once you realize how episodic television works and mm-hmm. guest stars, mm-hmm. it kind of ruins crime shows, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's like every time if there's a guest star, they're going to be the baddie. Yeah, or, <laughs> well, in that one Law & Order, Justin Bieber was the one that, he was the victim. What? Yeah, like, he, he was, like, he, he was, he got shot. And did they set him up as if he, like, was the bad guy who got shot? I don't know. I never watched it. I just watched the clip of him getting shot. <laughs> Okay, because you know this is actually happening in real life. Like uh, Megan the Stallion was shot a while ago, and then a bunch of people made her out to be like a bad person for getting shot. I don't hear anything about this. You know this Tory Lanes? He's a rapper. He's Canadian, I think. Yes, he, he shot her. I don't, well, yeah. well, I I was aware of the situation. Yeah, you know, but and you like, weren't aware that people were like, "Fuck Megan the Stallion for getting shot." Exactly, I didn't know that. I feel like if you get shot, you know, it's pretty clear who the victim is. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> but you'd maybe, think. all right, all right. Does that change if uh, you know the person was doing a bad thing? 
what do you think is bad enough to to shoot someone? See, I think I I don't know. That's the thing. Like I I feel like that is a uh, uh you know it when you see it kind of situation. But that's also a right wing talking point. So steer clear from that because you know if if you deem looting a store bad enough to shoot somebody for, then you're a hero to some people. I understand that. I think that that. Uh, that's why I'm saying it's a sliding scale. And I'm not certain that there's anything Megan the Stallion could do that would warrant her being shot. No, I don't. I, I don't as well. I don't know anything about Megan the Stallion or her lifestyle or their lifestyle or anything like that. I like the songs that they're on. Yeah, and, and that episode of She-Hulk. Oh, the She-Hulk episode was fucking hilarious. Hell yeah. Megan the Stallion was great. I love Jennifer Walters' uh, energy with her, and the fact that she would die for her makes me makes me so happy, because at least we'll have fucking bangers coming out for a few more years. Hell yeah. She-Hulk is your, like, your body armor. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, how did you feel about that She-Hulk show? Good. It 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 if took you- me a while to get on, but I think you were, you, you were, you kind of won me over. You yeah, know? I didn't, like, love it, but, yeah. like, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was really different. Mm-hmm. I I liked the the weird way they told the story and like because like I've seen stories told from a from a from an outsider you know like from an omnipotent view like like a Wayne's Worldy or, sure. or something like that and I'm familiar with the way they did it but I don't think like anyone else in the Marvel universe was doing things like that and I made it kind of interesting you know and there's not really a bad guy either you know that's pretty cool yeah I mean like it was it was kind of low tier and it kind of felt like it wrapped everything up on it like the whole break in the third third wall spoilers just to like just to cut away from the action that you would assume would be the cgi monstrosity scene Uh uh-huh and they just like cut away from that and cut away to a completely different cgi monstrosity yeah yeah (laughs) it was fucking goofy but it's like oh oh okay i guess yeah like i i haven't read any she-hulk comics so that may very well be the way that they've told that story forever but i thought like in the marvel universe you know as a critical film, uh, and it was fine. It's fine. It was fine. Like I, I had a good time watching it. Like it was something different. It didn't feel like mm-hmm. they it, should be making different content. It shouldn't all taste the same. I definitely think with the television shows or like you know the, the series, mm-hmm. the Disney Plus series, like yeah, get fucking weird with them. Like I was cool with Moon Knight, like being kind of without Moon Knight. You yeah, know, I, you know, like, he was goofy. I, I think it was a little. Uh, not weird enough. Like, it could have been weirder. Uh, okay, I hear that. I hear that. Like, like Noah Hawley as the director. You know, he did uh, he did Legion. Okay. Be fucking cool as fuck, maybe. Word, word. Like, he's just somebody who comes to mind. Okay, I feel that. I think the the, the reason why I feel like Moon Knight is cool, because, like, he, we, he gave us a really, really unique backstory to a character. And now we have him fully fleshed out, so... When he, we see him in a movie as Moon Knight, mm-hmm. we will like, all right, we're already hitting the ground running. Like, yeah. we know this character. We know what's going on when they switch between the different costumes and shit like that. Like, But ultimately, his character is, like, false, right? Like, the character that they introduce us to is not the real him. I don't, I don't really recall what was going on. There was, like, a, uh, a third, you know. I, yeah, obviously there was a third one, but I thought, like, his backstory was fake as well. Like, his parents didn't exist or something. Well, that was that was part of the... That was, like, the, the last episode. It was, like, his mom didn't exist because she died. And that... Her death was what caused his trauma to start and Steven to come out. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stephen wasn't the real one. Yeah, yeah, he was like the the protector. So like, whenever uh, fucking Mark was gonna get abused, Stephen would take over. Oh, I'm British now. Yeah, and he would never think of anything bad. And then Jake was the one that was in was was locked away. And they didn't know about you know. Mm, Got to keep him away. Yeah, like a monster. Because he was the one that was like doing whatever cons you needed. So this is Marvel Talk. Uh, I'm Vince Troya. That's Josh Young. We're just talking about the Marvels. If you're um, just joining us, uh, we've we've given you an update on She-Hulk and Moon Knight. That's most of everything that happened in them. Vince saw uh, uh, Black Panther. I didn't. Black Panther was great. I didn't see Ant-Man. You didn't see Ant-Man yet? Not yet. Uh, I was thinking about going this week. I've heard not favorable things. I recommend Cocaine Bear instead. I've heard Cocaine Bear is great. Because you'll get fucking Ant-Man on your TV in three months, and you know it. Yeah. Fucking Cocaine Bear? Who knows where it's going to get distributed? You're right. You're right. You know, I'm not discrediting that at all. The only thing that I really like is driving me to see Ant-Man now right sure is knowing that my youtube feed is all fucked up because like screen rant and like new rock stars and everything like everything you need to know about ant-man i'm like fuck off guys i don't need to know anything about ant-man fuck off i'm like i think i'm gonna unfollow their channels just because like they're fun to watch when you know what's going on but if you haven't consumed the media yet it's fucking awful i did listen to a podcast about ant-man but honestly don't recall anything about it because it doesn't fucking matter dude I, but so, I was glad I saw Cocaine Bear because everyone's been talking about it on the podcast, and mm-hmm. most of them haven't seen it. And I'm like, oh, you guys are getting it wrong. Oh, Everybody who hasn't seen it is getting it wrong. Dude. There's one woman who's like, you know, I just don't want to watch a movie where an animal dies at the end. And I was like, hmm, okay. Is that what her, the reason for not wanting to see it? Yeah. Well, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you were like, oh... I don't want to go see The Revenant, an Academy Award-winning film, because a bear dies in it. No! We go see The Revenant to watch Leo DiCaprio get the fuck beat out of him by a bear, and is then the cool? bear... Oh, it's great. And then the bear dies. Sad. It, no one cared? I, I mean, I wouldn't have cared if the bear ate him. Dude, in a movie called Cocaine Bear, if the bear doesn't die, I'd be terrified. Right? Dude, that sounds so fucking scary. What if what if the cocaine bear ran for office then? It'd be like, amazing. We, everyone would vote. Feminist icon cocaine bear. <laughs> I'd vote for the bear. Not gonna fucking lie. We had a reality TV star as a president. Who the fuck cares anymore? Let's vote for the bear. Yeah, we all should. Uh, in your upcoming elections, vote bear. Vote for the bear. Dude, um... I liked what's his face, uh, the the guest star. You liked John Hurd. John Hurd, yeah, I thought he was uh, not subtle. <laughs> he was not subtle. I liked at one point, right at the, the very beginning. Are you talking about? Yes, at the very beginning. First of, interview with Ellis. It very beginning, first interview with Ellis. Right, he goes in there and he's like, Doc, you know, two Marines have just wound up dead recently and they were killed mm-hmm. and you are kind of like the only link we have could we look and by you excuse me this is vince talking right now by you we mean the va because mm-hmm. yeah. it's the veteran psychiatrist that he's working at right mm-hmm. this guy's like oh i got 200 patients yeah so ellis is pestering the doctor for their files and he finally gives them a little bit of information right but not too much because like you know he's like i have them all in my system but that's all i can tell you and he yeah. very quickly closes his laptop now vince if you were the killer 
<laughs> would you or would you not just show the guy the fucking records? I would 100% show them the records. Right? You have nothing to hide. If, it doesn't matter if you're the killer. You have to act like you have nothing to hide. Especially as their doctor, you know? Just just throwing this out there. Just take a few pages out of their fucking file. <laughs> like, what? Is this isn't rocket surgery. As, as a veteran psychiatrist... <laughs> Who is primarily helping homeless veterans, you know, because in America, we like to, like, brainwash all of our citizens to love in the fucking military, and then as soon as they actually go serve and come back with actual problems from fucking killing people that we have no business killing, then we don't want to help them. Yeah. Because then, like, that would be too much of a burden. Go put on your fucking outfits and go work at walmart yeah i mean it's it's really weird and then like we can't act like this show isn't fucking propaganda anyways it's all propaganda so like they're trying to get us to believe as the american public that we as a country are not doing enough for our veterans which maybe we aren't we are not doing enough for our veterans that's like what what, what why what who does it help to for them to put this on TV, Dude, I don't fucking know. And especially in the very beginning, Conrad comes in the situation and goes, "Barker, you have to keep the press away from this. We don't want anyone knowing that our vets are showing up dead." And we're like, "What? What? The vets that you're not helping in the first place? It's so weird. Oh, it's so infuriating." And then who who is it that says, "Oh yeah, it's the doctor." The doctor says, "Shining any spotlight that you can on veterans' issues is always good." Yeah. So maybe that's like what he was trying to do. He was trying to A, put the veterans out of their quote-unquote misery, and B, also trying to shine a spotlight on how people are killing veterans. Because, I killed them with mercy! Because what he says in that first interview when Do- uh, when Dove asks who's killing them, he says, we're killing them! And I'm yeah. like, oh, he admit it. He admit it. Yes, yes. Okay, so this is why I even got on this tirade. was exactly. because the doc immediately was like, yeah, we're killing them. They, we have 200 patients here. There's only eight of us. We can't effectively help everyone. And by and that, the end of the episode, they have seven. Seven yeah. psychiatrists. Yes. <laughs> because because immediately after telling Dove that they are shorthanded and that they're like actually the ones that are killing the vets, he then offers to help him. He offers to help his him. His help is being very clearly demonstrated across the goddamn board. And like Dove... Gets seen immediately when he shows up, even though the receptionist is kind of a jerk to him. Um, he still gets seen immediately. It immediately. Seems. And Swayze, when he is undercover as the homeless guy, wanders right in and sees him immediately as well. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you come back tomorrow, bruv? And it's like, what? Wh- where are you finding time in your schedule for new patients? What are you doing? <laughs> well, I guess you kill a patient. Oh, we have room for two. For I got another. a Thursday at two o'clock. Wait. Oh, you know he killed three guys, so he actually had room for one more patient. That sounds about right. After Dove and and Swayze. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then you know <laughs> Swayze weasels his way in there at the end, and and Barker's like, oh yeah, he's actually like giving us what we assume is a. Uh, he's giving us some real backstory, an actual experience because, he had in the military. Because they're both veterans. Mm-hmm. Both of our our heroes, quote unquote. Uh, Ellis's Marines, mm-hmm. right? And Swayze's Army? Yes. Army. 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 I'm going to eat you. Um, so this army, the army story was about how he was in a standoff with someone around a corner. And eventually he unsheathed his knife. And as he ran around the corner to essentially stab and kill the person, he saw a boy. Like a like a young boy, a 
a young a young bloody boy a young bloody and boy. it traumatized him because he realized that the boy had been injured and was bleeding out and he was like standing off with a person that needed help they wasn't trying to kill him and uh then that is what caused his biggest traumatic stressor you know because he, he wanted to help this child but it was quite clear that it was too far the child was too bloody to too the boy was too bloody the boy was far too bloody. And now so, every time he sees a bloody boy, he's triggered. He's just fucking triggered. We're getting backstory. Dude, nah, now I understand why the bloody boy was so appealing to me. There's bloody boys all over Barker's backstory. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Dove <laughs> finds like a photo of Swayze's daughter. And what does he say? Assuming we don't know yet. We, th- we think that's Swayze's we, daughter. We think it's Swayze's and daughter. Then, and then Dove <laughs> says... Macedonia. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck did he bring up? Ma- they, have they mentioned it? I just haven't been paying attention. Do you think? Do you think we maybe heard him wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should watch his subtitles. Like, wait, he, he doesn't even have a ridiculous. Like, he has the same accent as us, if not more Midwestern, because they're supposed to be in Chicago. But he talks like he's from the Bronx. Macedonia. Is that even a Bronx accent? I don't fucking. I don't know. fucking know either. God damn. Oh, so funny. Do dude. I love this show or do I hate it? I okay, can't tell. So Rose lives upstairs from him. She yes. was in this episode. Yes. She lives upstairs and she has a boyfriend, do you think? I don't know. I think she's dating because she fucked him a few episodes before this. So this is what I'm wondering. It's been a few weeks. So, I mean, we, maybe. Maybe. Maybe she found a, a boyfriend she's been dating. Yes. And she found someone who's not a complete psycho who abandons her during every <laughs> meeting that they have. <laughs> Except for the sexy one, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, we we she lives upstairs, and we see her coming into the building in the morning, mm. and he goes, "Oh, good morning," or should I say, "Good night" or "Late night" or something like that. And it was it was weird and creepy because he lives like three floors below her. Or, or does she like live that. right upstairs? I don't know. Like I'm thinking she might live right oh. upstairs, which is a good space for spying. Dude, if she's doing some spying on him. So she's spying on him. He's having to hear her fuck. This is just a mind fuck. Anyway, we slice it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's not even fucking up there. She's just like you know. She's on a peloton. Really loud. <laughs> Is she Pelotons? Yeah, she's Pelotoning, but also watching a porno at maximum volume. <laughs> to make him think. You know, she's mind-fucking him, dude. I'm telling you, she is part of this. She's part of the Barker investigation. The Barker investigation. All right. What kind of porno do you think it'd be if, if Rose was watching a porno to distract fucking Dove? Um, I don't know. A loud one. A loud one. You, all right. I what, what if it isn't like it's all theme? It's no fucking sex. It's actually a softcore porn. Yeah, I don't think that would make him believe that she's having sex upstairs. Oh, that's a good point. It's, yeah, just don't. Well, that's okay. Uh, but at the end of the episode, he kind of squeaks. He squiggles his way up there. He squiggles. Neil, I'm I'm a little dove. I'm gonna go up there and see Rose. And, and there's knock, a man knock, in knock. her apartment. Knock knock knock. She comes, opens the door. She's like, hey. I'm, I haven't seen you in a few days. And he's like, you know, I love you. You know, I just want to kiss your little butt. Is that what he said? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. That like, was the vibes. He, he mumbles the entire time. I don't yeah. know what he says half the time. <laughs> um, but as they're having that interaction, there's a man. He's like, is everything okay, Rose? And he's like, oh. No, you got a man in there. I want you to go back in there, but think about me and my little peen downstairs. Whoa. 
That's what he meant, you know. Because we don't uh, know about his peen. She, she doesn't know about his peen either. She, she knows all about that peen. Oh yeah, they did fuck that one time. Yeah, I she, she came downstairs and was like, "Hey, yo, you want to check out this vagina?" She's so sketchy, dude. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's not because she wants to have sex with him that makes her sketchy. That that's normal. Hmm. It's it's sketchy that she's just like always coming around and being like, "Oh, hey, what's going on? Do you want to go to the bar with me and my friends?" Oh, this other guy's a veteran too, and he also doesn't like talking about being. What if a that was the guy in the fucking room? That's what I'm saying, dude. He's getting, he's getting fucking vet, vet cucked. Yeah, vet cucked. Vet cucked. Um, let's see who else was sketchy in this episode. Uh, that homeless guy who was like really violent. Dude. Okay, so Swayze goes to stay at the homeless shelter, and he Trevor. Meet, and yes, Trevor is the violent guy. And who, who was the guy who was like in charge of the homeless shelter? Did you write down his name? I think it was like Harris. Harris sounds about right. Um, yeah, and he seems sketchy as well. So he's like, "Oh, if you come back seven nights in a row, eventually you get a bed." And Swayze is like, "All right, cool, but do you know this guy?" And it's the the murder, the most recent murder victim. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Swayze uh, is just eating dinner there, hanging out with some lady, and they're swapping war stories, and then some random fucking violent guy called Trevor comes in and tosses Harris to the ground. Starts throwing around a knife and yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh, and he'd come there the night before and done the same thing, of course. Swayze mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. Uh, disables him or whatever. He disarms the man. Yeah, and they throw him out, right? And they throw him out, yes. Then they chase down Trevor in the night. <sighs> Like him, Wait, like Dove and Swayze do. Blows his cover completely. He starts chasing him around with, with gun out, right? Because Swayze blames this guy for being the murderer, but yeah. like he's clearly too erratic to not be caught, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's so erratic. So they chase Trevor up a building. And he's and, doing like Travis Bickle quotes the whole way up. Yeah. <laughs> he's and, like, I'm going to clean up these streets. And, and then he, uh, and then he hangs himself. And he hangs himself, which I thought was very disturbing. Dude, on camera. <laughs> like, you see the entire thing. Yeah, it was like, disturbing. He wraps a power wire, like, you know, like an extension cord around his neck. I think and then it was just, a huge hose, dude. Oh, huge hose? Okay. And then he just jumps off a ledge. Yeah. You just watched the entire thing. And so did Sway. He didn't try and stop him. He was like, Ooh! And Dove watched it from the other angle, the lower angle. Yep. And I don't know. That was the second building we chased a homeless person up. The first one, we chased <laughs> a guy named him. Joe up. And once they get to the top, they fucking grab his legs and hang him over the edge and try and get him to squeal. That, okay, so what I thought was craziest about this episode is they were themselves throughout the whole episode. I mean, like, Swayze went undercover as homeless. And yeah. with a different name, but he wasn't, like, acting any no, different. No, he was being himself, yeah. He was being himself, and Dove was himself the whole time. He didn't have a, a secondary character. Uh, so it was crazy to see them not in character, not over the line, and going into beast mode, fucking torturing a guy. Yeah, they went into beast mode on their own. Yeah, without to- even being undercover. They didn't e- They didn't even go through the proper <laughs> Swayze method. <laughs> They didn't even Swayze effectively. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Man. And then fucking when Dove puts on the military costume to go and steal the records, where mm-hmm. did that fucking military costume come from? I don't know, because he, he pulls it out, and then he's like, oh, a major? And plus, his little nerd boy that wanted his fucking uh, a 10 a few episodes back, he's the one that's like, no, you can't break in there. I'm not going to help you. And then Dove's giving this little smug, stupid face. I'm going to try and find a photo of it and put it on the Instagram post. And you can see that at Swayze Pod, you know, when this episode comes out. Um, but... He makes his face, like, looks like he smelled a fart from, like, three days ago. Right, and then it cuts to him pulling out the Major's costume. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm wondering, did Nerd Boy he help him have. out? I already forget his name. It doesn't fucking Wish matter. 
His name is like Jamie in real life. But he's not the guy got that got hit by a car. <laughs> no. No. Is that the guy that got hit by the car? I don't think I so. I think it is. Dude, how's he fine? Shouldn't he be in a full body cast this or something? This is like Todd. Todd. Uh, <laughs> this is this is this is weeks later at least. Weeks later at least. He got annihilated by a vehicle, dude. <laughs> 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 Dude, I want to watch the old episodes and see which ones he got annihilated in. Oh, man. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a few weeks for them. Which yeah, could I be months in real time. I feel like that was in Bitsy Big Boy. That sounds right to me. Yeah. But I did think that uh, Swayze's homeless acting is probably the best acting I've literally ever seen him do. I liked it. Like when he was talking to the doctor? Uh-huh. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it when he was in the homeless shelter as well, talking to uh, that one gal. I forget. Did they say her name? I don't know, but she was going to not be homeless soon. Yes. Yes. And it's bad that she hasn't gotten paid for her disability in over a year. Yeah. That's, that's what the creators of this show want us to know. Yeah. It's bad. I, yeah, I'm not really certain I understand what this was trying to tell us as a viewing audience. I think that this was telling us that veterans are not being effectively taken care of. And what's the solution? Um, arresting their doctors. Hell yeah, dude. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, dude. They go in there and arrest this fucking doctor, right? Like, in the middle of his shift. So presumably there is a whole line of veterans in need of help. There's out, a whole waiting room full of Right people. outside the door. Like, they just remove this doctor. <laughs> Uh, what do you, yeah, what do you do? Do you still get billed for that no. session? Sorry, boys. We know you needed to see the doctor and get your medication, but you got to go home now. We're the government. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Uh, yeah, and let's see. Barker stole Swayze's file while he was in the file room because apparently they keep all the files for the entire uh, armed forces for spans of decades. It was just that, that branch. So why... Would Swayze's be there as well? Why would Barker should be there with everybody else's? Is he from Chicago? He's a Chicago Maybe. native? Maybe. I don't understand. And also, they were looking at Marine files. They weren't look. He was looking at Marine files, not Army files. So I don't understand. All the files are in the same spot, man. Yeah, yeah. Navy, Army, Marines, <laughs> Air Force. In the cabinet. In the cabinet, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there I was some know. leaps in logic in this episode. But I the, think there's lots of leaps in logic. But I think that the emotions made sense to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh, I hear that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think we got to see a little bit of Barker that we haven't seen before, mainly because his getting to, his crossing the line was mm-hmm. him, like, remembering and, like, thinking about his trauma that he's experienced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, having to think about the trauma is crossing the line. Yeah, well, I mean, like, let's be fucking honest. This, this entire TV show so far, he's just been pushing everyone else to the to the edge, right? Mm-hmm. And this was the one thing that he was very cagey about. Even during this, like, the entire time he's playing this veteran, he's he's talking in a way that it sounds like it's it's very real, mm-hmm. but at the exact same time, like, maybe this is just an act because he's like he's crossing the line or whatever, but like. I, by the end of it, I was like, I think this is what he, he experienced while he was serving. Yeah, know? I think that, like, at, as far as approaching the character from within the character, he mm-hmm. just has to imagine his life going slightly differently, and he would be in that exact same position. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this this one, we got to see a Barker that was a little, a little bit more driven in a personal way. And like I said, we got to hear some backstory, which was nice because now we we know where some of this aggression is coming from. 
you know? I guess, but at the same time, why? Like, the reason that he ended up having that trauma is because he was so aggressive. Like, maybe doing this, you know, he'll, like, at least admitting it, you know, mm-hmm. now with this doctor, maybe uh, we'll, we'll see a different Barker moving forward. Yeah, I just don't, I guess I don't understand what they're suggesting the solution is, man. I'm still hung up on this. Like, Dude, what is know. the solution? I don't know. I don't think it was even trying to offer a solution. Yeah, it doesn't. It was just like, hey, what can we make these FBI agents investigate? Oh, some murders. Okay. What does the government hate? Oh, veterans. Homeless people. Perfect. We'll wrap them all together in a little gordita. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you. I love a gordita. I kind of want a gordita, too, man. Do you think think if I went and picked up uh, Taco Bell, Joe would be impressed? Yeah. You want to pick up some Taco Bell? Especially if you know what she wants. No. I don't, but uh, I'm going I'm to try. Just get one of everything. Yeah, one of everything. I'm not going to use the app, though. I'm going to let don't everyone know. use the know. fucking app. Yeah, I tried that once, and I had a bad time, if everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with the app. Don't fuck with the Taco Bell app. Taco Bell, come at me. You can come at me at SwayzyPod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at uh, SwayzyPod as well. So that's convenient. You know, just come on right at me. Tacos. Come on at me, Taco Boy. Josh, what are your overall thoughts with Mercy? Yep. Arrest all the doctors. I agree. Agree. Arrest them all. Doctors, get ready to go to jail. Cuff them. Um, no, this was kind of a weird episode. I don't know. I, I think it made me the most emotional so far. Mm-hmm. That, yes, the, the homeless Swayze speech was very touching. I, uh... I don't know what he's talking about, but you know what? I believed him. I, I agree. Yeah, I think I think if you're gonna if you're gonna watch any beasts, this is definitely one to, to check out. And what's the other one? The bloody boy one. The bloody boy. The infection. The infection. You gotta. Or or it, was it infection or something like that? Yeah, it's something to do with the virus. I don't know. You can find them all in Crackle. They're still on Crackle. Everyone, mm-hmm. you check these check these shits out and, and like let us know what you fucking think. Are we wrong? Do you agree with us? You know, you can reach out at the email I just mentioned, uh, SwayzePod at gmail dot com, and uh, you know, just tell us your thoughts about the beast. If if we're fucking wrong about any of this veteran stuff, you know, let us know. Maybe I'll argue with you. Is it possible that we have listeners who are veterans? Maybe. We do have 49,000 subscribers. Um, if we have uh, 49,000 subscribers, I am a happy camper. That's the, that's the perfect amount, actually. If I had any less, I'd be upset. Would you be upset, Josh? No. No? No. Uh, I do this for nobody. Whatever. Dude, so... Uh, I got. I was driving home today, right? Okay. And I got a little, little notification on my phone. Mm-hmm. So when I got to a, sta- a safe spot and could stop and take a peek at it, I noticed I had a like on my fucking letterbox, bro. Yeah, now too. Yeah. Well, no, not only did I have some new followers, but someone liked to review. Oh. Someone liked to review of that propaganda film we watched. Oh, yeah. Someone liked mine as well. Maybe it was the same person. Dude, it was probably. Dude, it was nuts. You can't watch this film. Yeah. So th- we watched this propaganda film. I can't remember if we've talked about this yet. I think we mentioned it. Yeah. We watched this propaganda film. It's called You Can't Watch This. And it's all about like Alex Jones and Gavin McGinnis and a bunch of other conservative talking heads just complaining about how we're canceled and stuff like that, right? So... 
we reviewed it and i think only like 30 people or something like that had watched it at the time and now people are liking our uh our reviews of this and it makes me wonder if it's a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> oh well my review says uh I, I this is not a movie you should watch unless you're the i drink conservative tears type of person uh also all these nerds are just whining about you know getting canceled and i think they should get a real job <laughs> Because none of these fucking InfoWars motherfuckers have real jobs. Real, dude, I remember... I Okay, so outside of Gavin McGinnis, like, you know, being the leader of, or the founder of the Proud Boys or whatever the fuck it was, right? Mm-hmm. I know he was involved with the Proud Boys. Um, the only thing I knew him from on the internet was a YouTube video that I saw, like, I want to say, like, shortly after getting out of high school so like 2008 2009 something like that it was just an instructional video of how to pee in public and not get caught mm, mm. it went on for like six minutes and it, and it was silly at the time and um at the end of the uh at the end of the fucking video he says the only downside to training your body that you can pee literally whenever you want because that's what he does he just pisses whenever he wants great um no matter where he is like you're talking to him you're like are you pissing right yeah. now gavin exactly one of the moves is to to have an empty coffee cup right and to snake your dick into the coffee cup so you can sit there and have a conversation with somebody and then all you have to do is fake a sneeze and kind of bend over a little bit when you're done and you can pull your dick back into your pants and then just set the coffee cup down that's full of piss well, why wouldn't you drink the piss? Dude, I don't fucking know. You got warm, frothy piss in a mug. You might as well drink know. it. But yeah, he don't says- Don't waste it. Taste it. The only downside to training your body to do that is that you will then piss in your sleep. You just piss. So- There's, I can think of more downsides. So he, he set up you a- You smell like piss all the time? A night You're a night leaving vision. piss like in the cups all over? He, he set up a night vision camera in his room. He's like, see, you just start pissing whenever you want. And you see, see him get up in the middle of the night like sleepwalking or whatever, go to his cat, you know, his, his closet and just piss in all of his drawers. And then he'd go right back to sleep. And he's like, so after doing that a few times, I, uh, I started using diapers, right? And then immediately showed him in night vision, wearing a diaper, standing up and just ripping it off. And then just going and peeing in the fucking, the, the what are you talking again. about? This, this is a video that you watched? Yeah, of Gavin McGinnis peeing all over his clothing because he's trained his body that he can piss whenever he wants because he's a chauvinist white male and he's not ashamed and he will not apologize. I don't think I ever knew about him. Ever. Yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, I didn't become aware of him until well after he had exited the Proud Boys for whatever fucking reason and, like, I I had no idea that he had found advice as well. Yeah. Uh, Like, that's the first thing I'd learned of him. The first time I ever saw him was probably... I don't know. I don't even know when. Don't like him. No. I don't know if we're going to get, you know, popped, you know, by the government for, like, slander or something like that. So a big allegedly for all of that. But, like, you know, you just do a little quick Googling. No, no, Googling. that's a video that you saw. Yeah, do a little Googling. This is the only episode in which you need to take everything that we've said very seriously. <laughs> Every other episode, everything that we've said is a joke. Satire. <laughs> the, the Patrick Swayze movies are real, and our opinions about them are real. But the thoughts that they make us think—that's just jokes. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're-